Henry VII and trade. How important a factor was trade in Henry VII's foreign policy? Although national security was the most important factor influencing Henry's foreign policy, he did, whenever possible, protect and promote English trade because of the financial benefits that it brought, both England and the monarchy. However, given England's relatively weak position, Henry was usually not strong enough to offer favourable trade agreements to other countries and had to react to events. Nonetheless, that did not mean that he did not give serious consideration to the impact his foreign policy would have on commerce, and many of his treaties contained important trade clauses, such as the Treaty of Medina del Campo, which allowed the export of goods from Spain in foreign ships. As a result, the income from customs revenue rose from £33,000 in 1485 to £40,000 in 1509. The main focus of English trade was with Burgundy because of the importance of the cloth trade through Antwerp. Henry wished to expand the trade, but it appears that England's share remained largely the same throughout the period, despite attempts to improve this through the Magnus Intercursus in 1496. Henry placed an embargo on trade with Burgundy between 1493 and 1496, when Margaret of Burgundy gave support to Perkin Warbeck and ordered the merchants who exported most of their cloth through Antwerp to move their trade to Calais. The Magnus Intercursus, which ended the embargo, allowed English merchants to sell their goods wholesale anywhere in Philip's lands except Flanders, without paying tolls or customs. Then, in 1506, when Philip of Burgundy was forced to seek shelter from storms in England and also wanted English support against Aragon, Henry was able to negotiate the very favourable Malice Intercursus. This gave English merchants the considerable advantage that trade with Burgundy would be free, that Philip was not to impose any duties on the sale of English cloth, that Philip was not to exclude English cloth from his lands, and that Philip's subjects still had to pay the duties outlined in the Magnus Intercursus. The terms of this treaty were so favourable to English merchants that it was very unpopular with Burgundy, so much so that by 1507 the previous state of affairs under the Magnus Intercursus was restored. Henry also used other treaties to try to improve England's trading position. Not only did the Treaty of Medina del Campo have trade clauses, but Henry also renewed an earlier treaty with Portugal, which encouraged trade. In his dealings with Spain, Henry had initially confirmed the Spanish privilege of exemption from the duties payable by other foreigners on the import of English goods but he had then imposed the Navigation Acts of 1485 to 1486, which limited foreign control of English trade. However, Spain retaliated and forbade the export of goods from Spain in foreign ships if Spanish ships were available. The Treaty of Medina del Campo ended the restrictions, 
with both countries enjoying the same rights in the other's country, and duties were fixed at a low rate. However, Spain did not allow England access to trade in the New World, which had been one of Henry's hopes, though he did have some success in his attempts to develop trade in the Mediterranean, in part because of the outbreak of the Italian Wars. Much of the trade in the Mediterranean was dominated by the Venetians, who imposed heavy duties against English ships that carried Malmsey wine from the Levant to England. Henry retaliated by imposing heavy duties against the Venetians, and also approached Florence as an alternative trading partner, signing a treaty in 1490. This established an English staple or market for cloth at Pisa, and limited English sales of wool to Venice. In response, Venice, who was Florence's enemy, dropped the duty on English ships. This favourable position remained as Venice became embroiled in the Italian wars. After Antwerp, the Baltic was probably England's other important area of trade, but Henry was less successful in his enterprises here. This area was dominated by the Hanseatic League, which was a group of German ports and cities that controlled most of the Baltic trade. In 1471, the League had gained considerable privileges from the English, such as lower taxes, because they had supplied Edward IV with ships which had allowed him to regain the throne after his deposition by Henry VI in 1470. At various times, Henry tried to limit these privileges, first through the Navigation Acts, but this had little impact. He also tried to get English merchants direct access to northern trade, signing treaties with Denmark and Norway in 1489 and 1490. A similar policy was attempted with Riga in 1499, but they rejoined the League and the treaty collapsed. In the end, despite attempts to limit their privileges, Henry was forced into a settlement in 1504, which restored the favourable position the Hanseatic League, or Hansa, had enjoyed under Edward IV. The most likely reason for this was dynastic considerations, as Henry was concerned that the Hansa might give support to the Yorkist Earl of Suffolk in the same way they had supported Edward IV once again suggesting that trade was important but was secondary to dynastic security.